Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless. It's so good, it's so good to see some familiar faces from, from way back, and that always blesses me. Can we do something? If you were part of my old youth group, can you stand up? Yeah! Amen. It's always a blessing. Well, the whole staff should have stood up too, because you were all part of the, the, the youth group too. It's always a blessing. Amen. At this moment, where is, where is my Pastor Gary? As, as many of you, there he is, he was hiding. Yeah. Many of you know or you may not know, Pastor Gary was away on a tour in Greece. In Greece. Doesn't that like shock some of you? So he was telling me about some of the things that were going on and some of the things that he got to see. And I, I just, I couldn't wait for you guys to just hear it. And so I wanted him to take this Sunday to kind of just share his experience, what he would the good times he had, the whatever he had, and, and, and the way, more importantly, the way God moved in Greece. Amen? So here we are. Please welcome Pastor Gary. Amen. I told him I'm going to share that, but I'm going to talk about something totally different now that I got the mic. So if you could turn in your Bible to Isaiah chapter 28. And while you're turning there, I want to remind you what Pastor George just announced. We're having the prophetic school April 24th, 25th, and 26th. That's Thursday and Friday night at 7.30, and then Saturday morning at 10. And it's all free, and you could come just to whenever you can. You don't have to be there for the whole thing. But um, the people who I just ministered with in Greece are going to be here. And they're coming at their own expense because they have a heart for New York City. One of the speakers is coming all the way from Scotland. He's a, he's a medical doctor in Scotland, and he's also written books on how to interpret dreams and, and about the prophetic and visions. And that's, that's how I began to learn how to break into dream interpretation and into the prophetic, was reading his books years ago, and now supernaturally I get connected with him, and he wants to come here at his own expense for free because he believes that God wants, that, that he has a message to pour out to this church and to the Bronx. And we also have coming um, a, a prophetess, now, we might throw that term around a lot, you know, prophet this and prophet that. But she spends a whole year traveling to the nations, prophesying to governors. She's had access to heads of nations. She goes into churches, whether the poorest churches, the wealthy churches, speaks the word of the Lord. And when she speaks, stuff begins to happen. So she has an anointing not only to prophesy, but what we saw in Greece, and also I know her from the times that I spent in Oklahoma, when she prophesies words over people, there's an anointing, the power of God is released, and things seem to happen in their life. There's one minister in Oklahoma, she prophesied to him at a Thursday morning meeting, 
that God was going to get from a building, even though he didn't have a building, within that week, he went to speak at a church, and the church handed over a building to him for free. And these are people that I know, so I know we hear a lot of stories and wonder, but these are people I actually know where these things happen to. So we just want to invite you to be part of that conference. Um, I want to read, before I talk about Greece or any of those things, I want to read Isaiah chapter 28. Now, I'm using the King James, which I don't usually read from, so there might mean, have to be some extra explanation. But starting in verse 1, it says, Woe to the crown of pride, to the drunkards of Ephraim, whose glorious beauty is a fading flower, which is at the head of the verdant valleys, to those who are overcome with wine. And the glorious beauty is a fading flower, which is at the head of the verdant valley. Like the first fruit before the summer, which an observer sees, he eats it up while it is still in his hand. In that day, the Lord of hosts will be for a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty to the remnant of his people for a spirit of justice to him who sits in judgment and for strength to those who turn back to get the battle at the gate. So let me explain that in, in plainer English. Back in those days, in the days of Israel, God was rebuking the people because of what they considered beauty, because of the things they considered important. Back then in, in the land of Israel, what was considered important was all in the natural. It was all dependent on how much money you had. That made you important. What kind of fancy clothes you had. How you looked in the natural. What? It was all about natural wisdom, being smart in terms of the things of this world. And God rebuked them, and he said, that kind of beauty, it's all passing away. It's all fading away. And when I was in Greece, see, Greece has a lot of tremendous heritage in terms of the universities. A lot of what we learn in colleges and universities and math and science come from Greece. Spiritually, I went to the town of Corinth, where you read in the Bible of First and Second Corinthians. It's an ancient town that they dug up, and the ruins are still there, so you could still walk where Paul the Apostle walked. You could go in the places that you read about in the book of Acts. So there's a tremendous heritage that Greece has. We went on a place called Mars Hill, where Paul, where Paul the Apostle preached in Athens. And what I do, I just laid on the ground to soak the anointing and the glory out of the rocks. I brought some rocks home with me so I could lay on them at home. Because I want an impartation. I'm hungry for God. So wherever I can get it, I'm, I'm after it. So there's a tremendous heritage in Greece. But in the, on, in the negative, what was born out of Greece was through the worship of gods and goddesses was a wrong priority of what beauty is. See, when you go through Greece, you see all the statues and you see all the, all the homages to the ancient gods. And there's a worship of the body. There's a worship of the natural. There's a worship of riches. 
It's all about how you appear to people. It's all about having this natural beauty and those who don't measure up are considered as less. See, the, that, that part of the heritage of Greece means I'm defined by who I am in the world, by how much money I have, by how I look, how much weight do I have, how nice my clothes are. And that was the same thing that was in ancient Israel that God rebuked. Now, you might not understand all this, so we got a new version of the translation of the Bible. Where's Jessica? And we're going to translate this in the Jessica version of the Bible. So here we go. Oh, oh I forgot my beats. Forget about it. <laughs> Man, he said he'd make me some beats, but he forgot. But I want to go back now to chapter Isaiah 28, verse 5. It says, In that day the Lord of hosts will be for a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty to the remnant of his people. Those are two of the names of God. So we've been talking, we've been having a series on the names of God. And two of the names of God is a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty. And a diadem is also a form of a crown. And what does that scripture mean? It means stop defining yourself the way that the world defines you. Stop, stop seeing the beauty of the world because that beauty, it's, the word said, is passing away. It's fading away. But God himself is a crown of beauty, a crown of glory on your head. And that's who you are. You are not who the world says you are. You don't have to compare yourself to people on TV or to your friends and say, well, I don't look like that one. Oh, if I only had this much weight loss, if I only had the kind of clothes that those people have, then I'll be beautiful, then I'll be someone. There's nothing about that in the Word of God. You're beautiful because God is resting on you. You've got the Spirit of God living in you. And he is your glory. What is the glory? It's the reflection of the nature of God upon you. And when I was in Greece, when I started to preach about that, that had more of an effect on the people than anything else because of the heritage of the Greek gods and the Greek goddesses and the worship of the human body and the statues. And the whole thing about, I got to be like somebody else. But God didn't create you like that. You are beautiful in who you are. Because you've got a crown of glory on your head. A diadem of beauty. And the enemy is going to use that to rob every one of you more than anything else. By telling you that you don't measure up. You don't measure up to those men or women on TV. I remember growing up because my mother didn't have the money that other neighbors had. She couldn't even go out of the house without, without having a, a thing of booze in a mayonnaise jar to hide it because she was so embarrassed about who she was. She always felt like, I don't have what other people have. I can't measure up to them. And she let that define who she was and she hated her life so much that she would start drinking as soon as she woke up in the morning. So, so that reality of, of who the world says that she is would, would just get out of her head. And that might be 
You might say, well, that, that's someone who's not a Christian. But I've seen too many people in the body of Christ, too many young girls in the body of Christ with eating disorders because they feel like they have to look a certain way to please somebody. Because you're letting, you're letting the world define who you are. The scriptures I just read, it says it's like a crown of pride on your head. And we walk around with it. But it's time to get rid of it. It's time to take the crown of glory that God would place on you. <clears throat> I want to read from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 3. It says, Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as braided hair and the wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Instead, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful. Now, some churches took that verse and said, well, that means you can't wear any jewelry. You've got to let your hair grow. You can't cut your hair. You've got to wear plain, ugly clothes because that's godly. But that's not the spirit of what this scripture is saying. The spirit of it is saying, stop letting what you wear define who you are. God defines you by who you are inside. This world is the total opposite. The people around you are the total opposite. If you don't have the right clothes, if you don't have the right weight, people will reject you. And what happens is you'll believe the lie and you'll begin to reject yourself. Within the church, there's so much self-rejection, self-hatred. Oh, if I only look like that person. Oh, I hate the way that I look. Oh, if I just had this much money, I'd be accepted. If I only look like that person, and I hear people cursing their own body, saying, I hate myself. I hate how I look. You know what you're really doing? You're cursing God because you're telling him he did a bad job in creating you. Because the Bible says even before he created the earth, he already created you in his mind, and you are exactly who God made you to be, but you're letting the world define you instead. Because in the Lord, you're beautiful. Every one of you. See, that's the problem that men can have with the Bible sometimes. Is that sometimes it might use feminine words. Because back in the day, those are the kind of words they use. And it doesn't really translate well in English. So we don't really say men are beautiful. There's a picture in the Bible of the church as the bride of Christ. Which includes men. And men can have a hard time with that. Although women in the Bible are included among the sons of God, so it works both ways. But this is for men too. This isn't only for women. I, I, I used to go to the gym, and when I walked in, all I see is all these men looking in the mirror, you know, and posing and all that. And I say, wow, that's the spirit of the age. A few weeks later, there I am too in the mirror, posing, looking at all them muscles. And I don't know where they went. But they're still there somewhere. They're just hidden now. 
But I, that whole thing, I started to get caught up in it by being around it. And I started saying, well, I got to compare myself to that guy. Look at his biceps. I got to work harder to be more like him. And who I was began to be defined by what I saw around me. And with the Bible, it's just the opposite. There's nothing in this world that can define you except for God. And God says that you're wonderful. God says that you're beautiful. And maybe you made a mess out of your life. Maybe you've made some wrong choices. But you know what God's going to do if you give it to him? He's going to take the mess and make something beautiful out of it. Something glorious out of it. Because you are his crown of beauty. His crown of glory. It rests on you. You're the reflection of his very nature. And he loves you. He accepts you just how you are. The Bible says we didn't go looking for him. He came looking for us while you were yet a sinner. While you were a mess up. While you were in rebellion. While, while you were messing up other people's lives. While you were hurting people. He came looking for you only because he wants to bless you. And when I was in Greece, I told a story from the book of 2 Samuel about a man named Mephibosheth. Now Mephibosheth was a cripple. He owned nothing. He had nothing. He lost everything. And for no other reason but that King David had loved his father, he went out to Mephibosheth, brought him into the castle, seated him at the king's table, restored everything that he had, and what did Mephibosheth say? What do you want with a dead dog like me? And you need to stop saying that about yourself. I've counseled so many Christians, they might not say dead dog, but so many Christians never step into their destiny, never fulfill the things God has for them because they believe a lie and believe I'm just a nobody. I'm just a dead dog. God can't use somebody like me and we think that's humble. That is not humility. It's not humility to put yourself down and to curse yourself and to say I can't do anything. Humility is I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's nothing wrong to say I'm beautiful because of who God made me to be. That's, that's not being not humble. That's not being proud. You need to love yourself the way that Jesus loves you. And you need to define yourself the way that God defines you. I want to read um, Isaiah 61, verse 1, and then um, I'm going to ask for the um, drama team to get ready. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from prisoners darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. And this is the part I want to read. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. 
the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Maybe there's a lot of ashes in your life. Maybe you've burnt a lot of bridges. Maybe you've burnt a lot of relationships and friendships, even with those close to you. And the Lord says, I'm taking those ashes, all the things that you've messed up in your life, everything that you've ruined, and I'm going to turn it into a crown of beauty so that when people look at you, they're going to see the successful beauty of the Almighty God, that all the glory of heaven rests on you. You're not a nobody. You're not a dead dog. Stop comparing yourself. Stop saying, oh, if I was only like this person, they would love me. You are lovable just how you are, every one of you. You are lovable. If you can't stand up and say that right now in this microphone, you're believing a lie. Because you've got God resting on you. He's all over you. He's doing a work on you. He's restoring you. And he's made you beautiful. He's made you glorious. The glory of God, the manifestation of the presence of God rests on your head and that's who you are. You are a reflection of God. You're a child of God, a child of the King. I'm going to ask for the drama team to come up right now. See, all of the things I'm saying, some people are not um, like me. I, I tune out a lot when people talk. So I want to show all these different ways of showing the same thing. That God loves you and there's beauty in every one of you. created man in my image. Reflection 
Amen. You see, you're a reflection of who God says you are. You're not a reflection of who your friends say you are. See, people want to change you. They want you to be more like them. And God is calling you, saying he wants you to be more like him. And he accepts you. You don't have to perform to get to win the love of God. He's a God that loves you. And he, and he declares over you that you're beautiful. And I just want to declare that over every one of you right now. I just want to say in the name of Jesus that you are beautiful. If you're a man, you're beautiful. Maybe we don't say that, but who you are inside, if you've got the Spirit of Christ in you, then you're beautiful. There's a radiance in you. And I just bless you right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that there are no dead dogs in your church, Lord God. That there are no ugly people in your church. You need to stop calling yourself that. You need to stop calling yourself stupid and ugly. I hear it all the time. 
because God loves you. There's beauty resting in you. And I'm going to ask for the prophetic, the prophetic team to come up right now. Because one thing that we did in Greece is we stayed till 2 o'clock in the morning prophesying over every person. We thought it was all over. Then another line would come forward. Now let me tell you what prophecy is. It's hearing a message from God that God would speak for someone else. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to some of you today. And we're not going to sit and point out negative things about you. We leave that for the devil. If anyone says, here's a word from the Lord and starts tearing you down or condemning you, that word comes right from the pit of hell. But God is doing a new thing on the earth. He wants to speak life into you. He wants to speak destiny into you. And I could just try to stand here myself and try to do it. But one thing I heard when I was in Greece, one of the prophets got up and declared that the day of the one-man show is over. That it's not all about one person anymore. But it's about the people of God, the body of Christ, rising up to all together as one and doing the work of the ministry. So what we're going to do right now, which, just in the presence of God, we're going to ask the Lord who he might have a word for. And if when we're all finished and you didn't get a word and you really want one, uh, I'll be, I don't care if I got to stay. If I did it in Greece, we'll do it here. So lunch is canceled. Sorry, Candace. Lunch is canceled today. We're going to stay here until God is finished because we're not going to do it out there and not here. So I'm going to ask Martina to pray just to release the spirit of revelation. And then you can go first. Roll it, thanks. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Um, all right. Lord God, I just pray, Father, that you would just, um, Lord, I pray for this team right here, God. And I just pray, Father, that you would just open up our hearts, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would silence the voices in our head, Lord God, our voices and distractions, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that it just be, um, an open connection with you, God. I pray, Lord, that we would receive words from you to um, touch the heart of your people, God. I pray, Lord, God, for clarity to come into this place. And, Lord, I just pray for an openness, Lord God. I pray, Lord, for an open door, Lord God, with you, Father. Lord, I pray that you soften the hearts of these people, that they may hear your words, Lord. for you. <laughs> I keep forgetting your name. I'm sorry. The, with the little girl in the pink? She's going like this? Yeah, you. Okay. <laughs> Gabriella. Sorry. Too many people. <laughs> um, I feel like God really wants you to know that though the mountain may seem high, 
there's nothing impossible for him. Though the times that you try to walk up that mountain and your foot slips and you know, like you stub your toe, it's okay. Because when you don't have the strength to climb it, God is carrying you. And you know, I really believe that God wants you to know that you are the beginning of a new generation in your family. That you're taking the steps that you need to take for yourself, for your kids, and you run with them. You run with them. It doesn't matter what your family may say about you. It doesn't matter how they may criticize you, ridicule you, laugh at you. It's okay because they did it to him first. And you know what? He's going to give you the strength that you need. And I don't know if you sing or whatever, but if you, if you do or if you don't, God is going to open up your mouth so that you could shout to the heavens and people would hear and know the difference in the transformation that God has done in you. And don't be afraid. Stand up. Take courage because the fight is a good fight. And God wants you to know that he loves you so much that you are not forgotten. And I also hear the Lord saying to you that in the past, it seems like every time you seem to get ahead in life, you get excited and things start to fall apart. But the Lord says he's doing a new thing that he's going to bring success. I just say a new season in your life. So, Father, we just release that now in Jesus' name. Father, that she will prosper. I see your finances beginning to prosper. That, that so far that you've lived in lack. And the Lord says, I'm blessing your finances. I'm opening doors. And Father, we thank you. And I see physical healing coming upon you in Jesus' name. So Father, I, I just speak healing into her body now in Jesus' name. Sarah, I actually had this for you during worship. And it's not actually for you, it's for Michael. And I felt like I was watching him and the Lord was telling me, that no matter where he came from or how he came about, God has a plan for him. And the generation that your parents have set forth is going to be manifested in Michael's life. And I know as parents, sometimes we wonder what's going to happen to our kids. You know, God, what about them? And sometimes we feel like what we've done, you know, I, for myself, what the, the things that I've done, what, how have they transposed to my kids? But God says that he has formed Michael in your womb. That it wasn't just an action that was based on you. He put Michael together in your womb. And he has a plan for Michael. And it is such an amazing call on Michael's life. And he says that the, the stubbornness that he's given Michael, yes, sometimes it gets him in trouble now, but that stubbornness is what's going to keep him, propelling him. And that he's going to have greater than what your father or your parents have. He's going to have even more. His ministry is going to go forth, and it's going to reach dark, dark places. And that's why he's made him so strong and so stubborn. And that as his mom, you know, you, I can't tell Michael this, but as his mom, it's placed in your hands to just continue to speak it over his life, continue to pray and believe it. No matter what you see on the outside, believe it, because that's what God's going to do for Michael. And I hear the Lord saying that you've been expecting the bad to happen, that you've gone through so many bad situations, that you expect the bad. The Lord says, start to expect the blessing and things will turn around. Start to speak life over your situation. So, Sal, can you just do that? Just speak life and then give the word.
Father, we just speak life right now, Lord God. Anything that the enemy has set up, any traps to, to, or snares that the enemy has, we break it right now. And Lord Jesus, we ask for your power of love, Lord God, to just come right now, Lord. Invade. Invade. Take your, take your place, Lord God, in this person's life, Lord Jesus. Have your way, Lord. Amen. Um, the Lord was just showing me right now just a picture of um, a Valentine's heart. It was red, just like something like in a kindergarten-ish kind of thing, like a red heart, when real bright, bright, bright red. And the Lord just showed me that, and it, I don't know if this is, um, well, I'm going to share that. The Lord just wants to remind those, these people, Lord, that um, He loves you. He loves you so much. There's nothing that you have done. There's nothing, that, that, nothing terrible that the Lord can't take you. No, he loves you. And, and I saw this big Valentine's Day heart. And, and what it is is that, you know, sometimes we go and we look in the areas for some attention, some recognition, just for somebody just to realize us, to recognize us. And just, you know, we want that attention sometimes. And we get that love sometimes from different people in different areas. And the Lord is just reminding us today, like, I wish I had a Valentine's Day card to give to you and place in your hands. So just to remind you that the Lord loves you. He loves you so much. And I know that sounds like a word just for like a generic thing, but I really feel it's in, um, Bianca, God loves you. He loves you. And he wants to remind you today that the Lord loves you. And that he's your daddy. And also for the gentleman in the red shirt, because that's what you, you helped the Lord show me with the red. It's for you as well. Daddy loves you. And the red shirt that you wore today just reminded me of that Valentine's Day card. The young lady that's sitting on the right side of Alexis. Alexis, raise your hand. So she, okay, yes, her. I feel that was for you too. I really feel that God wants you to know that he, is, he wants to pour down a daddy's love on you. And he wants you to know today that he sees you. That he sees you. And the Lord says that you're not fatherless. That you've, been, that you've felt fatherless in your life. No one really to watch over and take care of you. And the Lord says, I have been your father. That I have been on your side. And I just see a turning that I just see things turning, begin to break in the Lord. And you're going to begin to see that love not only in your mind, but it's going to be poured out on you. <laughs> oh. Some people are just doing it for the first time and just stepping out. So we, we need to be encouraging. But I, I believe that there's a real anointing rests on everyone up so, so my word is for um, this girl back here in the gray hoodie. Yeah, uh, yeah, all the way back there in the gray hoodie, next to the guy with the glasses at the top. Um, and so I kind of saw like, um, uh, like a cloud, like a, a kind of a dark cloud. And um, so I kind of feel like maybe there's some things in your life that, that are going, that you're going through that 
um, you feel like nobody sees, but on the other side, I saw like a sun, but the sun was kind of dimmed. And maybe there are some things that you're going through in the inside that maybe you kind of hide from those around you who are close to you. But God has seized those things that are hurting you in the inside. And he wants you to begin to open yourself up so that he can heal those things in you that are hurting you on the, on the outside. And it's funny when Gary asked us to give us the word last week, I noticed you. Um, last week when you came and I wanted to come over and speak to you but I wasn't able to because you guys left and I wasn't able to see you but I want you to know that God really loves you and that he's looking at it's something that you're going through I don't know what it is exactly but he's looking at what it is that you're going through and if you would just have the courage just if you would just take one step toward him and give it to him he will take whatever that thing is that's hurting you and he will turn it around and make joy in your life And I also feel like there's something prophetic about what Candace said, that she noticed you, that you've been feeling unnoticed, that, you, that your life is not important, and the Lord says that he notices you. The Lord says you're important to him. So I'm, Pastor George just wants to come up and say something. I just, I just felt like I needed to, to validate this today. Um, I, I want you to understand that this, 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 is what, this is the church. This is what's supposed to be church. See, a lot, a lot of times, um, and, and I get this all the time, you know, one, of you, one or two of you will come up to me and say, man, I felt like you were talking to just me today. I felt like it was just me. You ever, you ever went and you heard a message and felt like you're the only one in the room, right? And that's not, that's not to give any credit to the preacher. That's just to give credit to God, that God knew you were there. And God knew what you needed, and God spoke to you directly. Okay? So what the, the only reason I wanted to step in here is not to interrupt or take away. I wanted to add weight to what's happening here. Because this is the Word of God. God, notice, God notices you when you come. And, and so we, we might not do this all the time this way, but it's the same thing. You know, I, you know, I need you to understand this. Because I know some of you might feel uncomfortable right now. And, so, and some of you, you know, you're looking up there and it's like, oh God. And, and some of you, I see you slink down. And, and, and some of you try to lean. And some of you try to take long bathroom breaks. And, and, and you're scared. I, I see it in you and I sense it in you. Like some of you are scared. Like they're going to know what I did. And listen, God knows what you did. Okay? God knows what you did. He, and He's not, listen, our God. The God that I serve is not going to bring you here in front, of, uh, in front of 200 people and shout you out. Okay? So, so can everybody just sit up straight and, 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 and relax? I want you to just feel comfortable. Alright? I just wanted to come as your pastor and let you know it's okay. And, and these people are just here to bless you. And that's what we're here for. And so sometimes you're going to hear a word that's, that's over the blanket. And, and I believe we need to do this more often. Sometimes we're just going to bring the team up and we're just going to hit the wreck. And it's just to encourage you, it's just to strengthen you, it's just to empower you, and it's just to let you know that as big as we can get, I don't care if we get the next building and put a second floor and put a balcony, as big as we get, God knows when you come. And God loves you, God sees you, and He wants to interact with you. Amen? And, and, and so that you know one more thing, I'm here, 
And I'm doing what I'm doing because of this. Because someone stopped me when I was in Espiritismo and getting crazy and doing spirit mediums type stuff and, and, and getting going witchcraft and doing all kinds of spirit traveling through me and all that kind of madness. And, and a, a woman of God stopped me and did just this. Let God speak through them, changed me, delivered me, set me on a course in an instant just like that. And I believe that could happen to you today. Amen? Gosh, now I can't say my words. I can't shout people out. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I have a word for Rebecca. Hi. <laughs> um, actually, I, my word was like, I saw you, um, I just see you taking ground in your life. And I feel like that the Lord has like... Um, I don't know. I want to say like giving you a promotion in your walk in him and that you're just like constantly like you're warring like the crap out and you're just taking the ground. And I just want you to like to be encouraged because the Lord is so proud of you. Like he's like, dang, like look at her. Like she's warring to get to me. Like she's going to do what she can. And she's like stomping down on the things that held her back. And I just want to encourage you to keep on going because you're like you're totally conquering everything. So it's for you. <laughs> And then I have one more. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm a word hogger. All right. So, um, <laughs> and I have a word for. Um, I don't know your name with the pink hair. It's just very cool, by the way. Oh, <laughs> um, well, Christina. Oh, cool. Okay. Hi, I'm Martina. So, all right. <laughs> so my word for you is that I just saw. Um, actually, I just saw a healing, and I don't know if that means like physical or within like relationships or just in um, emotional stuff or whatever. But I really feel like that she's just going, like, I feel like healing is going to be let loose on you. And um, I also saw you um, going to a new destination. And I'm, again, like, it's very, I know it's very vague. I don't know if it means like something um, in the natural of going to a destination of moving or whatever. I don't know, you know. I just feel like that you are going to, or it could be like a spiritual thing and you just move it to another level. I don't know. I just know that I heard the words healing and destination and I saw you make your course. And I feel like that it was, um, I feel like that God's going to show you the way, totally like lead you the way that you're going to know without a doubt. That's what I feel. And I just, um, yeah, I just wanted to encourage you like to truly trust in him. And I feel like that things are going to come together for you. So. I hope that makes sense. Um, I have a word for the lady in the red shirt with the black jacket. Um, I kind of felt that there was something weighing on your mind a lot, that there's a decision or something that is too much for you right now. And that you don't know whether to give it to the Lord or not. And uh, the Lord wants you to know that he can handle it. He can carry everything that you have that's too much for you. He can do it. So just hand it over to the Lord and he prove himself to you. Amen. <clears throat> for me, I saw a rose. And a rose represents three things, right? It's soft. It smells sweet and it's beautiful. And Imani? Yes? God sees you as a rose. 
soft, sweet, and beautiful. Okay, you're his rose. All right, and you have to believe that. You're soft to him, he'll treat you with, you know, just tenderness. He's going to be kind to you. You're his sweetheart. You you smell sweet to him. And God wants us to believe that you're beautiful. All right? Believe that you're beautiful. You don't have to change for nobody. You're beautiful. God sees you so beautiful. So whenever you see a rose from now on, just think about it. God sees you as as a rose. Soft, sweet, and beautiful. I got a word, I wasn't sure it was for you, and then God gave me your name because I didn't know your name, so no, so I asked, I had to ask Pastor Gary if that was your name, and he said yes. <laughs> um, so, like, what I saw is, like, I saw, like, waters were, like, dammed up, like, you know when you have a dam and the waters are built up behind them, and then you open it and the water is released with so much force, I just feel that God is going to release to you. He's going to release his blessings, his glory, his power to you. Just seek him and catch it when it, when it comes. Don't, don't let it sweep you away, but just enjoy it because he's going, to, he's going to bring about a release in your life. So much a powerful release in your life. Just hold on to him and wait on him. And then I got a word for Valerie. Um, I, don't know, I feel the Lord saying he's bringing freedom to your life, freedom in your worship. Just basically freedom and everything in your life. And um, he's bringing healing from um, whatever hurts you might have had in the past and even present hurts that he's bringing healing to your life. And he's, he's just going to do an all-around change in your life that by the time he's done you, he's not going to finish with you though, but in a, in, in a short while you look at your life now and be surprised that, this, that you'll be so different from what you are now. And he's bringing promotion. He's lifting you up. He's, he's going to use you to lift so many people up and he's going to lift you up and change you completely. It's funny, I had a, a word just for you. Um, I've seen a kind of like a baby's rattle pink. And I believe that maybe the, the, the Lord is a- actually saying that sometimes words were spoken to you that made, you know, made you believe a certain thing about yourself and I also saw something lifting up and on top of it was like a Disney hat so I believe Lord Lord is saying that by the spirit of the Lord by his word he's going to lift you up and change those belief patterns that what people had said against you that made you believe that maybe my behavior is like well maybe I am like that or maybe this is happening but the Lord is going to move into your life and he's going to begin to change those belief patterns and he is going to be raising you up and, and, and that exterior that you have built to protect yourself, he's going to be pulling it off so that you can be free to be who he really made you to be. And I just see tre- tremendous creativity in you that's locked up, that's yet to be released. So, Father, I just release that creativity.
creativity now in Jesus' name, that you will walk, Lord God, in, in the creative gifts, Lord God. And I just see prosperity, financial prosperity, that you've been asking God for change in your, in your finances. And the Lord says, I'm just breaking off that lack. I'm breaking off the curse off of your finances in the name of Jesus. Um, Jason and Valerie to stand up. Um, Jessica, contract, stand up, please. Floor, if you can stand up. Anthony with the glasses, if you can stand up. Um, yeah, actually, the, the two girls next to you, if they can stand up as well. Um, yeah. Angelica and Chachi. Um, there was more as well. Um, you too. You know who I'm talking about. Yep. 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 And 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 the couple. Um, yeah, I can't remember your names. You know who I'm talking about. Yes, the keyboard and the singer. Um. I feel there's more. I think it's the gentleman with the uh, blue stripes. Yeah. If you can stand, as well as. Um, gentlemen, yeah, actually, you too. Yeah, if you can stand up. And Imani, if you can stand up. This is a generic word that just started here. Um, it started with Valerie. These people here that are standing, they are creative people, innovative people that the world may, and a lot of people may not understand your thoughts and your ideas and where you're coming from, where you get these ideas from. The Lord wants to release right now a spirit of creativity. He's the creator of the universe. And he has put a creative spirit in you. A talent in you that you don't even, you can do it just naturally like this. Things, you can pick up things and, and, and it comes to you. You know what I'm talking about? Like some people have to go to school and learn and study hours and hours and practice hours and hours and hours to, do, to accomplish these things. Or, or just to accomplish a little phase. But the Lord is actually saying and reminding you. That is not an idea that you have. That is an idea I have put in you. And I want to encourage you. Don't, don't, don't take that idea and use it for yourself. But use it. This is God-given talent. God-given anointing. And now he wants you to take this and take these ideas. Whether you're a songwriter. Whether you're a fashion. Whether, whatever it is. Whatever talent you are. I know you got hidden talents. And God wants to reveal it now. It's time to act on it. It's time to be innovative. It's time to be creative. Not just in the arts, not just in music, not just in film, but in business or in acting, whatever that talent is. It's time to let it go and be used for Him. Amen? And we, and we just want to let you know as a church, whatever that is, we receive it. We receive it. We, we release you to, to, be, to, to do it. We release you to receive anointing on it. We release you to, to work together on it. We release you to do whatever it is that God has put in your heart that may not have been accepted in different places, that may not have been received, in, in, that may not even have been considered Christian by people. But, but God, Jehovah Elohim, is the God that created us. 
He's the God of creation. And, and we got to stop putting these little limits on what he can do and what he does. And so we receive you. And, and we want to let you know that we're here to, to help you, to strengthen you, to empower you, and to release you and to do, I mean, things outside of the walls of this place. Amen? I got a word for the young lady with the blonde flipped up. Right there, yeah, you. What's your name? Nadine. All right. I was praying and I was asking God to show me someone. And while my eyes were closed, he showed me a bright light in yellow. When I opened them, it just so happened that the sun was on you. Now, the sun's been coming and going, but I really haven't seen it until that point where he showed it to you, where he showed me you. And when he showed the sun on you, God was showing me, like, favor upon you. Like, you're his favorite. You know how when people have kids and there's one that's like the favorite. Not saying that you are right now amongst them, but I'm saying that he wanted to show that you are his favorite. He wanted to let you know that he has favor upon you. Don't consider yourself less. Don't consider yourself, I guess, smaller than others. He has his favor upon you. He also gave me the name Lucy. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but he gave me that name. And it reminded me of the show, I Love Lucy. And I believe that's his message to you. I love you. And his light is upon you and his favors is upon you and he has favored you and you are his favorite. All right? Everyone else is his favorite too. But you are his favorite. He wanted to let you know that. You are his favorite. I think he needed you to hear that. And I heard the Lord say that that whole thing I spoke before was just for you. So I'm going to ask Pastor George, if you can just go to her and you could put that crown of glory, right? That crown of beauty right on your head. The Lord says that you are beautiful in his sight. So I just break that abuse off of you right now in Jesus' name. For all those who, who have abused you, I, I just break the power of it in Jesus' name. And I just release the love of God to flow through you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh. Before we started, when I was sitting down, I was just asking God to, to give me something. And even before we started, I just kept on seeing an image of a, a flaming sword. A big sword with flames on it. I believe this for the men. I believe uh, God's trying to tell you guys that this week is not, it's not like any other week. It's not different. You're going to face many enemies. He's going to give you the power. He's giving you the power. You just got to realize it. Pick up that sword before you walk out your door. Arm yourself. Those enemies are out there. They're ready to attack you. And God's going to empower you to, to pull through and, and have a testimony very soon. You're going to come up here and you're going to uh, encourage other men about how God delivered you from a big enemy. God's bigger than that enemy. Remember that. word for Danny and for, for her too. I'm sorry, I forgot her name, but I'm talking to yeah, you guys. <laughs> um, I'm standing here and I'm like ugh, leaning on this beam or whatever, and I'm like trying to like, you know, push it to see if it'll like bounce back at me or whatever, because I'm thinking, oh gosh, we have to like do construction to get this thing out of the way or whatever. And then I started thinking about you <laughs> and I was, and I wanted to, um, I asked the Lord, Lord, what do you have for them today? And he told me, Remember where you came from. And I said, all right, God. And though you may feel as though, gosh, I messed up, 
It's okay. Because no better parents can that child have than the two of you. You know, though you may not have had the dad that you needed, physically present, always there for you, you will be there for your child. And no matter what people may have spoken over you, it's okay. Because just as this beam, you won't move. You won't move. Okay? And God wants you to know that you will be such an awesome dad. You know, that you'll be like, there'll be other children. They'll be like, oh, I want to go with them. I want to I wanna be with him. I want to be with him. Because they're going to envy what your son, the relationship that you and your son have. And you'll be able to be a father to the fatherless because you've experienced it first. And God wants you to know that today is your day. No matter what people have said, you will stand and you will continue going forward. And I just want to say that I see that both of you are carrying around a sense of shame. And the Lord says, I am not ashamed of you. The Lord says, I am proud of you. So the Lord says, I'm the lifter of your head. So Father, I just break all shame off of them in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, that they are a man and a woman of valor. The Lord says that you're a man and a woman of God. Don't believe the lies of the enemy anymore. There's a lie going forth from the enemy saying that you're a failure. And the Lord says, in my eyes, you're a great success. The Lord says, I will do great and mighty works through you. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask Sasha and Mark, just hug on them. Just love on them. Give them hugs. They need to be feel accepted. two things but first um oh okay um i'm gonna do you first with the red because you were sitting over there right with the red shirt yeah you're sitting there yeah okay cool um i i saw those you know like on the railroad crossing how they have the red um like don't yeah the act exactly like don't cross or whatever um but before i saw like i saw that and then i heard the train like the beeping coming like the, the i didn't see the train yet and I was hearing the beeping, hearing the beeping, and then I saw the train coming. And what from that, it's, it's a word of encouragement to you that you're going to hear the voice of the Lord first before you move and step out into anything. And that you're also going to warn other people, like I, I don't, whatever God has for you in, in you know, ministry and what he's calling you into, you're going to warn the people first. Because you're going to hear the voice of the Lord before, you know, things occur. So that, that's one thing. And then don't doubt you hear the voice of the Lord. <laughs> I have a word for Sasha. Sasha, as you were doing the dance up there, and, and the dance, the, the human video, what, what it was showing us was that we, we're not what the world uh, thinks that we are or we, what we should look like, but as you were up there, you didn't look like you. You know, God was showing me you were looking different, and, and, and he was changing you. And... And I felt that he was trying to say to you that lately you've been attacked by the enemy, but every time you do something like this, you push him back. You push him back and you conquer. So you keep going and doing what you're doing because you put back the enemy every time he tries to get close to you. This word is for Alicia. 
I believe that the Lord is saying to you that this right here is your inheritance. The Lord has gifted you with a prophetic anointing that you are called to be a, a, a mouthpiece of the Lord. I see the microphone also in your, in your hands and you're moving in directions that the Lord is directing you. So this right here is also something that God is going to move powerfully through your own life. So just receive and let God release that through you. This word is for you, for Lizette. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, I, you know, okay. God wants you to know that no matter what you do, no matter what happens, he's on your side. And he will encourage you. He will be the lifter of your head. And he will be the, the rays that shines on your face to give you warmth, to give you comfort, to give you love, and to give you security. You don't have to look for it in any other place because he is the only one that's going to be able to provide that for you. And as you spend time with him and you start to develop that closer relationship with him, he's going to be the lover of your soul. He's going to be your dad. He's going to be your brother. He's going to be there to protect you and to um, just, you know, beat off anybody who tries to come up against you and attack you. And with that, God wants you to know that there's prosperity coming. There is some serious prosperity that God is going to just, just throw it right into your lap. And you're going to be like, wow. And with that, you're going to bless many others. It's not just going to be just for you and for your kids and for your family. It's going to be for everyone. And in through that, in, in that season, in that time, you hit those knees because your son, your son will be one that he, people will like know who he is. People will know who your son is. And it is because of the prayers of a mother, the prayers that you travail for. I mean, God is just going to, he's going to, he's going to come through. He's going to come through and you hold on to those promises. And um, Jesse mentioned that the Lord will protect you. But I believe the Lord has protected you already through many, many situations. The Lord says the enemy has tried to kill you, has tried to destroy you. But the Lord says, I have been on your side and I brought you through. And I am with you, says the Lord. I also saw a, a, a daisy for you. Maybe you may be uh, thinking the Lord loves me or the Lord loves me not. And the enemy has been making... You, you, it seems to you like the, the situations you're going through is because God doesn't love you, but God wants to reaffirm to you that he, you, you are the apple of his eye. He does love you. And the enemy is just lying, and, and God is going to be doing mighty things also in your life. I have a word for the lady in the back in the blue. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it's funny because like during the whole time after I gave the word and I see like how you're looking and what I kind of see in your eyes is like a, a hunger. And I hear and I see that like an anxiousness, you know, like you want to hear um, something from God. And um, I want you to know that God sees you and he sees that um, anxiousness that you have, that you want to hear from him. And that that same hunger that you will want to have for for us to hear from God for you is the same hunger that he wants you to now put into seeking him. He wants you to begin to seek him in a different way and begin to um, hear his word in a different way. Um, and I just hear him saying that he loves you, that he does see you, that he does notice you, that um, your cries don't go um, unseen or unheard, but that he's there for you. Um, you just have to be willing to um, let go of those things that would stop you from getting closer to him. Okay, 
I, I've sat in these things and I've been the one on the seat and I've had sat there and I've said, okay, God, speak to me. You see me, you better speak to me. And I have sat there and there have been times that I sat there and sat there. I'm like, oh my God, it's coming to the end. Do you see me? So saying that, the husband of Leria, Fleria, Leila, the husband though, God, yeah, you, God wants you to know that he sees you. He sees you. And though at many times you may have felt like you have been overseen or overstepped on, God says he sees you. And he's going to place such a heart of compassion in you. And you're going to be the husband and father you never thought you could, you could be. Now, you see Joe here? Joe's a cop, right? And he, he used to be really mean and nasty as a cop. And you would never think that. Because you see Joe and you see him, he's a huge teddy bear. He'll do anything. He'll give you the shirt off your, your back, right? But you wouldn't think that he was, he was mean as a, when he first became a cop. Now he's a teddy bear. God says, that's what he's going to do to you. Not to say that you're mean, but he said he's, he's going to give you such a teddy bear heart that people are going to be drawn to you. Just like they're drawn to Joe. They're going to be drawn to you. And, and I see you both working together as a team. I don't know what, I don't know what God has, but I see you guys working as a team. And God also says that he's going to... Because of your hearts, because, of, because you truly want to do what God wants you to do. And even when sometimes the kids are driving you crazy on Sunday morning and you're thinking, we should just stay home. You know, God says, but you come. You come and you could be angry and you could be upset. But God says, I see you guys. I see you. And I see your family. And because what he's going to do with you two, it is just going to trickle down to your kids. And they are going to just be doing amazing things for God, radical things for them. But it's going to start because they're going to see mom and dad do it. So be encouraged, dad, because God is just going to infuse in you a father's heart. I have a word for the same couple, okay? And um, these words, tabula rasa, in, in Latin it means clean slate. Clean slate. He has cleaned it all, everything in the past. You've gotten a clean slate, you can start all over again. There's nothing in the past that's going to pull you back. It's gone. It's gone. It's clean slate. Um, quick, two quick ones. The word that she said earlier, that Candace said earlier, I feel that it was also for you as well. Okay, you with the little bandana right here with the white and the black next to Barbara, that word was for you as well. Okay, so everything that she told her is being validated for her. It's saying that God sees you. He sees that you're like, God, God, okay, do you really see me? You know, but He does. He sees you, and it doesn't matter, you know. We don't, need to, we don't need to give you a word or whatever, but, you know, God, let God be that person to give you the word. Develop that new relationship with him. Flow with him. Get into his, his word. Study. You know, meditate on, on, the, on the things that the Bible talks about, and you'll start to see that relationship just grow. 
bigger and bigger. And then I also have a word for the two of you, the lady in the blue shirt with the glasses and the gentleman with the um, Caesar. Wow. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I can see. Okay. I was, I've, been sitting, I've been standing over there and I'm like, gosh, you know, I'm looking at you or whatever. And God shows me that you are going to be a pillar. That you are not gonna be, you're not gonna be moved, okay? And he wants you to know that it's okay as you as you study and you learn of his word and you grow and mature and everything. I mean, you're gonna be such a strong man, such a strong foundation, and you will lead people. You will lead people into you know just prosperity. You will lead people into just new beginnings. And God wants you to know that what he places in your heart, you bring it before the Lord. It doesn't matter. You know, it says, you know, how there's a lot of people who intercede and who are, you know, a lot of times they're women and stuff like that. But God has put an anointing on you to intercede and to break ground. And I speak that over you. I declare it over the both of you because it's not just for you. It's for your spouse as well. God wants you to know, or your sister, sorry. Oh, it is your spouse. Okay. Stop talking to me. <laughs> God wants you to know that you guys are going to declare war in the heavens. You will declare war and you will take ground. So just be encouraged this day and just really like, you know, run, run, run. And with that, I wanted to give that word to the two of you in the green and in the white shirt with the sneak with the Nike with the new balances. God wants you to know to run. Run as if like there's no tomorrow. Run after the things for him. He wants you to know that there's no obstacle, no wall too big that you can't overcome as long as you trust in him. Continue to fight the good fight. I mean, just run after him. Okay? Um, I've kind of, um, I think for the lady... Yeah, yeah, both of you actually. Like the lady with the re um, leather jacket and the red shirt, and the one with the yellow shirt right behind her. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like you've been having um, questions, like you've been wanting more of God, and I believe he's, he um, he says he's going to release himself. Like you've had questions for him, and you've had questions, you've had prayers, you've prayed different things. He's, he said he has heard everything you've asked him, and he's going to answer in due time. And he's, I feel, I feel there's gonna be like a really strong release of his presence in your life and a release of his favor. So what you have to do is just hold on to him and just seek him and develop a relationship with him and just keep staying in his presence because he's releasing favor and he's gonna release like blessings, financial blessings. You walk into places and doors will be closed onto you. Doors will be opened onto you. Everything, everything you do will be blessed. So basically develop that relationship with him and hold on to him. Every question you have, he has the answer and he's going to give the answers to you. And the, um, okay. And then I have a word for Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I feel the Lord saying he has, he, um, he has had many, Jennifer. Huh? No, the one who's pointing at someone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Miss Jen. <laughs> um, I feel like the Lord has given you so many promises and so many things that um, he has said you're going to walk into. I believe he's, he's telling you the time to walk into them is now. 
and you're going to begin to walk into all your prophetic destiny. And um, I feel he's saying that many times you don't feel as appreciated as you should be. But even much more than the appreciation of man, you have the appreciation of God. And even with that, he's going to give you the appreciation of man. There are many things you do that you think people don't notice. People do, and he does even more. And he's, he's, very, he's, he's very proud of you. And he's going to give you, he's, he's pouring out so much blessings on you, and you're going to walk into all the destiny, all, everything that he has called you into, signs and wonders, everything he has called you into, you're going to begin to walk into them. All right. Um, I have a word from Margie, and um, hi. And um, actually, when I looked at you, I felt like my um, I felt like my heart was gonna like break out of my chest. Like it was just burning, and it was just insane. And I feel like that. I feel like that that's like a double on you. Like I feel like that that is your heart as well. Like you just want to bust out of your skin like you just have this passion and something stirring inside and you don't know what to do with it like you don't have an outlet and whatever and you just feel like that it's just bubbling and bubbling and bubbling you're about to explode and I feel like that the passion is like you're not going crazy I feel like the passion in you is something that the Lord has birthed in you and I feel like that it's going to be your time in this near future I'm going to prophesy over you this is going to be your time that you're going to birth out something amazing and something powerful and something that you're going to walk through and that you always wanted. And I feel like you have a heart for worship and then you just have a heart to seek after God. And I feel the same way that God has this burning and this desire inside his heart for you. And it's almost like you guys are going to birth this out together and you guys are going to explode together in more of a passionate love with your father. For the brother right here, I don't know your name, but the Lord showed me um, an aguacate. You are an aguacate. <laughs> an avocado. Um, basically, for an avocado, you really have to cut it open in order to eat what's inside of it. So I, you, you, you've been walking through a lot. You've been going through a lot. But it's not in vain because the Lord has been breaking you so that what's inside of you could come out and feed others. So what, what the Lord is saying, I believe as well, is that you are ready as well to feed who he calls you to feed. They're feeling neglected back here. All right, cool. Be quick. Mario. 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 I heard the, the song Super Mario Brothers. Do, 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 right? And um, I'm like, okay. And uh, you know how Super Mario Brothers, you run, and when something approaches, you gotta jump on top of it. Whatever situation you're going through, God wants you to jump on top of it. Be on, be, you know, just step on it. Be on top of it. It may look big, but it's really small. And just jump on it. Whatever situation you're going through, whatever trial, tribulation, just jump on the situation, you know? And you put a hold on it. You put it down under your feet, all right? And keep on jumping. Like sometimes when you jump and you got that little, uh, little question mark or whatever it is and a mushroom comes out, keep on jumping, keep on pressing through. Something's going to come out and you grab it. God's going to bless you and you're going to grow. Amen? I have a first 
Exilorian. <laughs> oh, Henry. <laughs> okay, oh, San Henry. <laughs> there we go. I was told to tell you to stand. <laughs> okay, I saw it when I looked at you. I saw like these, and it's a word of encouragement, but I'll just tell you what I saw first. Um, I saw like these weights that were holding you down, and then I just really believe that God is breaking those things. And um, you're going to step into new things, but you have to, and it's kind of funny, dare to ask God for them. You know, like he's not one to want to bring you down or, you know, because sometimes we can have this image of God that, you know, he's all like, but he's not. He's a loving God and he loves you and he wants you to know that just ask him and you'll receive and you'll grow in your relationship. And then I also saw you um, squashing on like insects, bug type things, you know. So I believe God's going to use you also um, uh, to, to step out and like empower people and, and take away the things that bring them down and bring freedom into their life. And I, I, I also see tremendous creativity in you also. That God has placed in you that you're a very creative person and God wants you to take that creativity and use it for the kingdom of heaven because, see, there's nothing more boring than religion but there's nothing more exciting than God. And God has a lot of exciting things for you to release. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know your names, but if you could stand. The two couples, the, 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 guy, the man in the yellow and his wife, right, in the pink. Yeah, it's you. Don't turn around. <laughs> yeah, and you. All right, so then you could, you could stand. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. For, um, we're going to speak words of decree over you. We felt it. We see that you have a heart for God, and I believe that God is going to pour onto you a spirit of David. Now, King David, not only was he a warrior before God, but he was a worshiper before God. And God called him a man after his own heart. And God had a special relationship with David. God loved David. God loved David. And no matter what David did, God David's heart was towards God, and God's heart was towards David. And God wants you to know that he's just going to pour that, and he's going to call you his friend. And I also feel that God wants to start to prepare in your heart just to do new works. You're going to be the leader of many new ministries to come, you know. And just don't be afraid to, you know, hold back and be like, oh, that's not me. That's not me. Mm, no. You know what? Step into them. Step into them because by your faithfulness and your obedience to the Lord, many others will come through to the Lord as well. So prepare yourself because you have a lot of work ahead of you. <laughs> um, and Pink, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. But I see Miriam, and Miriam danced before God. And God is saying, just dance before him with all the struggles and all the trials and all the things that you do. Just dance and dance before him, and he's going to break things in the spirit. Amen. We're just going to have um, three more right now, and then you'll be free to go. But um, as I said, anyone, if you didn't get a word, I'll be sitting right here, me and Martina at least, until everybody gets a word. Um, the lady with the, uh, my, my wife's friend with the, with the um, blonde hair, Christina. I know the Lord sees what you're going through, and um, particularly with a relationship that, that, that's going on. And uh, he wants to know that he's going to be what's lacking in your life as far as the relationship's concerned. He can be your father. He can be your husband. 
He wants you to lean on him in the situation that you're going through so that in return that you won't feel as if, you know, sometimes we feel as if, you know, I, I, I need this to be happy or I need that to be happy. But in every area that I had mentioned, he's going to show that he's going to be that so that he can rule himself in your life and that so that whenever these things disappoint you, you understand that he is what you really need in those areas. This word is the same word I gave the young lady. Um, this also goes for you, Christina, is it? Christina? It goes for you, Christina, and it goes also for you, Anthony, in the back, Bino. This word is for you, too. And basically the same word I gave her, you're not insignificant. God sees you. He sees your heart. Don't think less of yourself because... The way God sees you is not compared to how you see yourself. He has a light shining over you. He loves you. And he sees you so much greater than what you see yourself right now. And also another word, the I love Lucy word. I have to apologize um, because I, I was a little fearful and I didn't step out of the, you know, out of the boat the way I should have. And that word is for you guys also, but it's also for Lucy. God wants to tell you, I love Lucy. You're right there in the front, right? That's your name, Lucy, right? He wants to tell you, I love Lucy. So that word is for you as well, all right? Okay, this word is for Siley and her husband. Okay, God wants you to know that he's pleased with you as a couple. That's why he gave you your baby. And he wants you to know also that he's going to be using you to work with other couples, to mentor other couples that are having problems and whatever. But because he's, he's seen your marriage, the way you guys are together, he's going to use you to help others. In Jesus' name. I hope you didn't believe me when I said there's just three more. I was just giving you hope. Um, I have a word for Natalie. You can stand. This one. Yeah. Um, God wants you to know, don't you think that you're quick with the tongue and to snap back at people? It's actually a gift. And the Lord is going to make, he, he, you have boldness in you. And the Lord wants, you use, wants to use that boldness for him. To tell people about his love when they don't see his love. To tell people about hope when they don't see hope. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he wants you, you have that boldness already. Now he wants you to use that boldness for him and speak life into people, no matter what age they are. Amen. So I'm just going to ask everyone to stand right now. And um, if you didn't get a word, we're not going to leave here until everyone who wants a word gets one and pretend like we're on the mission field today. So I just want to ask you to do what we call a prophetic act. See, the first scriptures that I read, it talks about the crown of pride. And the crown of pride means that people's, people's worth is based on what they do or what they look like. And I'm just going to ask you by faith right now to take that crown of pride off your head and just throw it on the ground just as a symbolic act 
So in Jesus' name, we just take that crown of pride. We throw it at the feet of God. And I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. One of the names of God, the crown of beauty. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. There's beauty in you, whatever you want to call it. You are beautiful before God. And I want you to just take that crown of beauty in your hand. And for some of you, this is going to be hard because you hate yourself. You think, I'm ugly, I'm stupid. You've been speaking that over yourself for a long time. I, I just break that off of you right now. And I want you to take that crown of beauty representing the very essence and nature of God and just place it on your head. I just release the crown of beauty upon each one, the beauty of God, that you will shine for the Lord, that you will be the radiance and reflection of his very presence everywhere that you go. I, and I, just in closing, I want you to repeat this prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I am beautiful. I want to hear that again. I am beautiful. In Jesus' name. Amen. So you're free to go, or if you want more ministry, we're going to be right here. One, one last thing before you leave. Everybody just stop. One second. One second. I believe, listen, I believe today we've crossed a level. We've crossed a, a, a line in, into, into areas of the prophetic that God wants all of us to walk in. So what I want you to do this week is listen for God speaking to each and every one of you. Because no one up here is better than anyone over here. Please always, always know that. No one here is better, more, more anything than anyone here. And so I believe God wants to start speaking to each and every one of you. And so this week, your assignment, family, is to listen. Listen. Listen, God has spoken to me in a supermarket with a worldly secular song. And he's spoken over me. Uh, I, I, was, I was sad. I shared this one time. I was sad. I, I was walking and I was doing my food shopping. And God just sang, dance with me. I want to be your partner. Can't you see? Right? When I'm old. God can use anything he wants to speak to you. So this week, listen. Everywhere you go, listen. And, and, and we're gonna, it's going to be exciting the way God will start to speak to you, the way you'll start to grow, and the, the things that you'll start to do. This, this building will not hold us. Amen? I love it. I decree it in Jesus' name. Be blessed. We love you. Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.